grab your favorite beverage, kick up your feet as you ascend with me into the joy portal of soul reflections, fresh perspectives, fun ideas, and wisdom. Light to light and heart to heart. Smile and breathe even deeper as together we will soar above the perception of all hurdles and shine brightly as the light we are. Namaste, everyone, and welcome to Light Laughter and Lattes. My name is Jerry Hapstreet. I'm an Avesa quantum healer, medical intuitive, self-ascension intuitive counselor, and your friend and soul connection for the next hour. So welcome to Light Laughter and Lattes. Happy December. Wow, we have had quite a ride since September. So it's amazing that we are almost at the end of the year 2020, which was all about perfect balance. And so, boy, we got to see what perfect balance looks like in the outer world as everything is trying to find its balance. And so we are going to dive into that and more. Um, But mostly this is about the ego or the inner child. Both of them are connected. And so that's what I really want to get into today. So first, I want to welcome Oneness Talk Radio Facebook, Oneness Talk Radio YouTube, Oneness Talk Radio. And for all of you out there that are listening via podcast on Spotify and Anchor, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm glad you're here. Hi, Jean. I'm glad you tuned in. Um, So if you want to jump into the chat and add, please do, because I'm doing this as an outreach for those people who are on the path of upliftment, on the path of self-ascension, on the path of personal healing, or just who want to live a better life. And so jump in, join in. This is where you're going to find community for that. And so together we are better and we are all here to support each other. So any way that I can do that for you, I am here for that. So um, welcome again. And so I want to talk a little bit about what we've gone through. So, of course, you probably all know if you've been tracking uh, my shows anyways, that September was this 12 days in one, right? And so by the time we got to the end of September, we had literally gone through mastery time healing of an entire year. It brought us right through 2021 almost. And then October was another six months um, because it was six days in one. And then November went back to one day is one day. And so all of that healing really got risen to the surface. And so we were all like in this pressure cooker where we had the opportunity in November to release all of that. And I'm not sure how you all experienced that For me, I had a lot of healing. I was flat on my couch for two full weeks as this energy moved through me. And um, part of what happens when a lot comes up for healing, the ego freaks out. Um, The ego doesn't want to feel the sadness. The ego doesn't want to feel the pain. The ego is very connected to that inner child. And that is what we are going to talk about today 
is freeing that inner child so that it can serve you and help you as opposed to self-sabotage you. And so if you think of the ego and the inner child, the little inner child doesn't want to feel that pain. And so it, it acts up. And so that's largely what you're seeing out on the planet is a whole bunch of wounded inner childs acting out as egos, expressing in all kinds of ways. <laughs> and so then as we go into November and we headed into, it, it was a choice month. So we cycle through awareness, experience choice. November was the month of choice. So all month long, we were being asked, do you want to increase consciousness? Do you want to expand more? Do you want to heal more? Do you want to be more of what you came here to be? Do you want to do more what you came here to do? Do you want more peace, love, and joy? Do you want to be more in alignment with your true authentic soul's energy? And so basically that was the question of choice. And most people probably didn't even know that that was what was happening in November and so either way, their soul was making a choice for them, whether they were aware or not. And so when we're in this choice month, which we were, um, we headed into Thanksgiving. And so I'm sure many of you went back with relatives. I know I did. And so you're meeting all these other levels of consciousness. Some are still deciding, do I want to lift? Some already had made their decisions. You were still deciding. So I'm guessing it was probably a very interesting Thanksgiving. I know it was for me. Um, there's a lot of spiritual activism. Um, I know I was in a lot of that for Thanksgiving, and I had to find some unique ways to not dive into it, but yet not walk away. I, I was present several times with, okay, do I walk away? Do I say I don't want to talk about this or listen to this? Do I just engage in it? Do I, I, you know, I beam some star consciousness. If you don't know what that is, sometimes that'll help people remember who they truly are. Um, and then there's the lifting up higher and seeing the gift and witnessing what's going on. And I don't know if you've ever practiced that, but that sometimes can be interesting to do when you're interacting with other people. So I got my mastery experience practicing all of that. And um, I'm sure many of you had interesting Thanksgivings as we all have interesting interactions as we're on the path of upliftment and we're going around mingling with others who are in different levels of consciousness, right? And so anyways, here we are now in December and we are becoming aware each day of that choice we made and if we chose to up-level and, and what that looks like, and we're being asked to take active steps on it. And so um, the biggest thing I'm noticing in myself and the outer world is this unhealed inner child that is connected to the ego. And so this is what I really want to address because I think it is just so important. This little inner child that we have inside of us that acts as the ego later really has so much power. 
it has the ability to completely self-sabotage our entire journey so that we never expand to a certain level. And it also, if it's healed and healthy and happy, has the power to literally open up dimensions and portals so we can lift as high as we want. And so amazing that this little inner child inside of each of us has that much power. And and I'm not even sure how it got that much power. That's that's a question I have standing within me, you know, constantly. Like, how did the ego get so big? And maybe the answer is, is that it just got so big because we got so good at leaving that inner child at a young age. We we make kids grow up fast, right? We make them use their minds fast. We make them do things well fast, more and more so, more competition, you know, more need to get better at grades and less of just letting that inner child play. So let's talk about what a healthy, happy little child is, right? When If you think back, that healthy, happy little child is playful present, right? They don't have to worry about time because they don't have a schedule. They're present. They like to have fun. They're very intuitive because they're constantly connected. They don't have that left brain, you know, lining up tasks and putting things in order because they don't really even have that set in place yet. They, they're just open and connected, right? Belief systems haven't been established yet. Dogmas haven't been inserted yet, for the most part, depending how little the inner child is. Um, you know, they are very spontaneous. I'm going to get that word wrong. Spontaneity, right? They will just go and do anything in a moment. They won't sit and think about the reasons why or the reasons why not. Um, and so a healthy, happy inner child carries on these aspects. And I, I want to take a peek and see. Um, they're also very optimistic, right? They're usually thinking about the positive because they don't have a framework for the negative. And they're just kind of free. They'll say it how it is, right? They don't often um, think about whether it's right or wrong or good or bad. They don't even have a judgment system built up. They just kind of say it how it is. And so that would be a healthy inner child and a healthy, happy one. That's the positive aspects of, a, of a happy inner child. Okay, so um, the unhealed inner child would be maybe a trauma that happened at a young age. And this trauma was so big that the child was unable to process the energy of it. And unless if it's a really big trauma, if the child doesn't have a support system around them where they feel very safe, they will hold that energy inside of them until a time when they feel very safe. And so that's something that can hurt the inner child is some kind of a trauma. There's often, there can be a lot of sadness as 
the wounded inner child. There can be some anger when things happen. You know, maybe it's not a trauma, but maybe you have parents that were tough on you. Maybe you had teachers that were tough on you. Um, Maybe you experienced some bullying at school. You know, all the little things. Maybe there was lots of competition and you didn't do as well as you thought you should. Maybe you were in sports and, you know, you sat on the bench. Maybe there wasn't a great coach that played all the kids. And so you had all of these things that are happening to you. And so for a child, these things just feel like built up energy. And so ideally, a parent would say, get it out, have a temper tantrum, you know, do the two year old temper tantrum, scream, yell, shout, throw pillows, spin, you know, run like crazy, do what you need and just release the energy. Um, as I'm sharing this, I'm thinking about my dog. And I don't know if you all have dogs that do this, but when my dog gets a buildup of energy, she races back and forth in my apartment, you know, a hundred laps back and forth as fast as she can. And then she stops and it's just a release of energy. But so many children were taught that that's not okay. You know, stop, that's not appropriate. Um, hold it in, suck it up, be a man, all of those things. And so those traumas and those pains, and really it's just energy that stays as a congestion in the body, gets held in that child and becomes the aspect of maybe the wounded inner child. And so those are um, the positive aspects of the healthy inner child and the negative aspects. And um, I don't even want to call it negative, unhealed. Let's call it that. And so together, that really makes up the ego as you head out into the world, right? The ego identifies with the inner child. And so this ego, as you go out into the world, if you had a really great childhood where you had lots of nurturing and where you got to play a lot, and when you got to express your creativity a lot, and you were supported and you didn't have a lot of traumas, you know, you will be set out into the world and have a much more, a much easier experience of life. You won't inhibit it yourself as much. You will, it'll be easier for you to grow and expand. And as we all know, or I shouldn't say we all know, but we were born into, um, we'll call it the, it's the victim triangle. We're born in a place where we, you have the victim, the um, perpetrator and the abuser or the victim abuser or rescuer. Right. And If you're on the path of self-ascension, at some point, you need to break out of that. And so at some point, you might have experiences of being abused or being the perpetrator or being a rescuer that you have to break free from. And as that happens, um, you may have some wounded inner child or ego to deal with on the way out of that. (laughs) I, I know many people, as they were leaving that, had to go through some pretty traumatic experiences as they exited. And as a result, there was some wounded, some wounded inner child that had to be looked at. And so these are the, some of the things um, that if you, if you don't work with this inner child and, and work to love it and heal it, 
um, it, it, it can self-sabotage your entire journey, especially if you're on the journey of expansion and upliftment. Um, different ways it will self-sabotage is you're, you're, you're getting ready to go to something where you're going to have a huge healing experience or where you're going to have a huge expanding consciousness experience and all the things will go wrong, right? The Uber won't show up or you'll, and it's, you'll have to drive to the airport. You'll get to the airport and maybe the plane was delayed or maybe the plane doesn't show up at all. Um, these are all things that I've watched happen to people on the path of upliftment. And we are all creators, whether we're creating consciously or subconscious. Most of us are creating subconsciously. And so the subconscious is the unhealed inner child or the ego. So is it, you know, if you think about it, is it an accident or coincident that everything just happened to not work out to you on the way to this path of expansion? No, 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 it didn't happen because you created that as part of your experience. And so that's how it self-sabotages. That's what it looks like in the outer world. Um, it'll also lie to us. It'll make us think, because um, it's connected to the body, it will make us think we are doing something that's good and right for us when it isn't. Um, I've watched many people, um, well, the who are getting ready to lift, 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 lift. And in order to keep lifting, your body has to carry a higher frequency. Well, in order for your body to carry a higher frequency, there's certain foods that you could eat and certain foods you can't eat because if you want to carry a high frequency and you're eating low frequency foods, that'll bring your frequency down. So there are some rules on this that you have to follow. And one of them is foods if you want to keep um, expanding in frequency. And I've watched many times where people will lift, 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 they'll be eating those great foods. And all of a sudden, boom, they'll get sick, and they'll change their diet, and they'll be eating garbage. And then they'll come back and say, well, my doctor said I needed to eat this. Um, meat is an example of that. And I can't make it if I don't eat this meat. And they'll switch their whole diet around. And they'll eat something that doesn't support their frequency but it'll all of a sudden make their body feel better. And that is an example where the ego is lying or it's another version of self-sabotage, right? And sometimes it's really challenging to discern, is this my highest guidance? Is this my intuition? Is this my ego acting up? You know, and so it gets to be a discernment act at what part of you is controlling the show, right? And what what you need to listen to and what you don't. This is, it's, it's a great juggling act and it's something I've been juggling for a very long time. So these are all aspects of the inner child. And so eventually, eventually the ego will relax and let you expand when it trusts you when it trusts your soul. So think of your soul as the wise king or the wise queen, right? Or the wise parent. 
And then think of the ego, um, the other aspect of yourself, the ego as the inner child, right? And so if this young child can trust the wise soul, then it will relax and allow you to expand. And if you if you relate that to real life, I mean, isn't that the same with children? If children have a wise adult that they feel safe with and then they trust, they will burst out and play and be great for them, right? But if they're with someone that they don't really trust, they won't really open up, they won't really totally be themselves, right? That experience is actually going on with inside of us all all the time. And so the more that we can show that little inner child inside of us that we've got this, that we are a wise queen, we are a wise king, and it's we're not going to leave it, we're going to bring it along, we're going to play with it, we're going to incorporate it, we're going to bring it into union with our body our, our mind or our ego and our soul, and then we're all going to be together in unison, that, that is sacred union, sacred union with the body and sacred union with the soul. And it's also an aspect of balance, right? And we're in this time of balance, the very last month of the year of perfect balance. Of course, the egos are freaking out um, because that's one of the things that have been out of balance for so long on this planet. So let's go over a few things that we can do to make a really healthy, happy inner child. And um, and, and it's funny because these are all the same things you would do to make a really happy, healthy child of your own when you're raising them, right? And so the first thing is, is it needs to be healed. So you've got to do the healing work. And this is something that I've been doing for 11 years, um, taking courses on healing, working with clients on healing. And there's some very easy things that everyone can do. Um, the things that I'm going to share with you are all things that I have done myself. And many of them I am still doing right now. I actually did them this morning and I know they work. Um, so the first one is, you know, if you're thinking, well, Jerry, I, I, I'm, I know I probably need to do some healing. I need to start somewhere. I'm not exactly sure where my ego is self-sabotaging me and what I need to look at. So the first um, exercise that I like to give to people in workshops is called the Dear Mom or Dear Dad Letter. So. If you feel called to do this, you can do it. Do it. Um, you probably wouldn't have time. I won't be able to sit with you while you write the letter right now. But you can come back and take a look at this. And what you're going to want to do is just get paper and pen. And you're going to want to sit down and you're going to want to write a letter to whoever the main parent was that cared for you. So dear mom, dear dad, if it was a grandparent, dear grandma. And you're going to say, you're going to write, Dear mom, the one thing I always wanted to hear from you is, and you're going to write, and you're going to keep writing, not one thing, but you're going to want to write and write and write until you're exhausted with everything that you always wanted to hear from your mom, dad, or whoever when you were young. 
and you're gonna keep writing till you have nothing else to put on the paper. And then when you're all done with that, after you've written the whole paper out, then you're gonna go back and you're gonna cross out all the U's. Anywhere you put U, you're gonna cross it out, X them all out, all through the whole thing. So mom, the one thing I wanted to hear from, cross out the U, and you're gonna put me instead of all the U's. So it's going to read like, mom, the one thing I wanted to hear from me is, and another thing I wanted to hear from me is, and another thing I wanted to hear from me is, and I wish you would have, and I wish I would have told me this. And see what we're doing here? We start out coming into this world and um it's like a blame experience where we're blaming our parents. And, and chances are it was probably your parents that didn't tell you they loved you. They didn't tell you they appreciated you enough. They didn't tell you that um, I accept you just the way you are, right? And so this hurts a young child. And so, but we come in needing some of these experiences because we were meant to work through them. So now we're, now we're taking responsibility saying, these are things that I wanted to hear from me, right? And once you've got that all written out, you can read it again and read your letter, right? One thing I wanted to hear um, me tell me is that I love you unconditionally. Or I wanted to hear me tell me that I am good enough. I wanted to hear me tell me that, you know, I am safe to be myself, you know, whatever the letter is. And then those are the places where that need the most love. Those are the places that need the most attention. Those are the places where the inner child or the ego is going to self-sabotage you the most. And so that's the places that we're going to apply the salve of love are in those places. And so that'll give you a clue. Okay, then the next practice is a forgiveness practice. Um, forgiveness is one of the best ways I know to open the heart, to let go of the past, to free yourself, to free all the people around you in any experience. Um, for me, the forgiveness has been ongoing. Um, it's something I always do. I have the forgiveness packet up on my website. And so my website is a Wix site. And it's jerryhab.wixsite forward slash joyful living. If you go under practices, there's the forgiveness packet. And it's a seven-day forgiveness detox or cleanse. I'm actually doing that right now. I am on day three of that. And I can say that I've probably done this practice at least 50 times. But right now, the ego is expressing so loud in everyone. And we are in a mirror right now of intensity that I just knew I had to revisit this. I needed to soften more around it. I needed to love myself even more. I needed to celebrate my inner child even more. So I went back to this practice again. And it starts out by a writing out 
35 times in the morning, you know, I now forgive and release. And it's a bunch of people, whoever comes into your consciousness. And then at night, you're writing out 35 times. You're unconditionally forgiven, releasing yourself. And you're doing this for seven days straight. And if you skip even one time in there, you have to start over again. Um, there's magic in the numbers, always magic in the numbers. And so seven is a mastery number. And this is a mastery exercise. Not everyone is going to do forgiveness work. Many aren't going to do it. And they're going to hold on to the pain themselves for not forgiving. And so to sit down and take the time to do this is a mastery experience for anyone who's willing to look that close and that deep. Another practice of forgiveness is to, you know, write a letter to the person you may be having issues with. Um, you don't have to mail it. It's really just an exercise in journaling. Write it out on a piece of paper, write it in an email and delete it, but you're getting it out. Um, you may even want to contact the people and talk it out. You know, if some time's gone by, usually you don't want to do it right away because the energies are still really connected to each other and maybe there's a lot of tension around it. So maybe it's something that you just want to let go and let it rest for a while. And once you've done that, you can come back again and, you know, reconnect with that. And so I know I just had like, I gave myself like a little life review and thought, Boy, you know, if the world keeps on this way, if I were to go tomorrow, what would be my biggest regret? And I had a few things were like, okay, I need to call these people. I need to write letters to these two people. I'm going to make peace right now while I can. And that will make me better and that will make them better. And so that's another thing that you can do. So forgiveness, super important. And I'm going to take a peek at my sheet here because I've got some more written down and I don't want to forget. Okay. Um, the other way to really heal that inner child is mirror work. And this is something that I've talked about before. Um, what I've started doing is I'm doing the seven day forgiveness practice right now. And I have a mirror that I lay right down next to my notebook and I pick up the mirror and I do the mirror work right after the journaling. And so I can kind of do it all at once. And what you want to do is you want to hold up a mirror and you want to look deep into your eyes until you're really connecting with your soul. And this might take some work. I remember the first time I ever did this. I was looking at all the flaws in my face. I was looking at wrinkles. I was, it was really hard to look deep into my eyes. It probably took me 15 minutes of just staring at myself, judging before I could even be present. Now it's much, much easier, but you're want, you're going to want to just go through all that. It's a clearing. It's a clearing of judgment. It's a clearing of not feeling comfortable. And once you do that, really look deep into your eyes and repeat, I love you unconditionally. You are safe with me. I accept you just as you are. 
I love you unconditionally. You are safe with me. I accept you just as you are. And you're going to repeat these over and over and over. Um, if you're really effective with effective with it, it will probably bring you to tears. And one thing I added to this is when I looked into my eyes, I saw my inner child. I saw me as little Jerry. And I saw me as the benevolent queen saying these words to the little Jerry. And that really got me, really got me. Can you imagine as a young child just hearing these words from your parents? I love you unconditionally. You are safe with me. I accept you just as you are. Wow, wouldn't a young child thrive if these were words that they heard often? So often that they could look in the mirror and just feel comfortable with that? What a difference something that small could make in the lives of all of our children, right? So healing. Healing is is imperative for the healthy for a healthy ego and for a healthy inner child that will allow you to expand. So first we're going to do the healing work. Then it's fun, right? Little children love fun. And so do we, so do we, even though we might be 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, it doesn't matter. Our soul is an inherently free, inherently joy-filled, inherently creative, inherently fun. And somewhere along the line, we forgot about these things. Um, I don't know if we forgot about them. We just didn't make time for them. Um, it, it, it's there, there's a brilliant show. Um, I, I believe it's just called Christopher Robin. This is the name of the show, I believe. But it's it's the Winnie Pooh show after Christopher Robin is now grown up and he's an adult. And this displays the inner child, the lost inner child and the ego so well. So the show is basically Christopher Robin grows up. He's an adult now. And he exchanged the Hundred Acre Woods with Eeyore and Pooh and Tigger for a briefcase, right? So now he's got the briefcase instead of all that. He's got his busy life. He gets married. He's got a great job. He's got kids. And and he's very much left brain. Everything is all about the left brain. It's all about work, to-do list. Got to do things this way. Got to make money. Got to show up. Don't have time for this. You know, many people's lives are that. And he lost that joy-filled nature of playing with Pooh and playing with Tigger and being in the woods, right? And he, he his marriage was suffering. His relationship with his children were suffer, was suffering. And somehow Pooh comes back and looks for him. and. Pooh shows up in his life and they end up on a park bench sitting back to back and they bump into each other and Pooh gets him back to the hundred acre woods and he doesn't want this, you know, I don't want this stuff anymore. I'm not the same anymore. I'm not, you know, I'm not this joy filled, carefree 
young boy anymore. I'm now an adult with responsibilities. But yet his life was falling apart. He lost his joy. <laughs> and and eventually, eventually, Pooh and all of his innocence and these characters are able to show him through their innocence, through their joy, through their simplicity, you know, what it was like to be a young child again. And he finds that aspect in himself and um, and he integrates that into the wise, the wise king, right? He integrates that within him. And now his wife's happy again and his children are happy again. And it has a beautiful ending to the story because he's now integrated the child within with the wise king. So this is kind of what I'm I'm talking about. And so this is such a great reflection of humanity. So if we can go back and add that joy to our lives and you know what can it be? It can it can be many, many, many things. It can be, you know, dancing. It can be um creating. It can be just colors. You know, maybe you want to get colored gel pens and put them on your desk by your computer and just do something simple, like starting to write with colored pens as opposed to black and blue ones. I mean, you can be just real simple and gentle and gently bring yourself back to that creative, joy-filled part of yourself again. You know, maybe you can be more spontaneous. When someone calls last minute to do something, instead of looking at your calendar and figuring out reasons why you can or can't do it, you just say, heck yeah, yes. You know, Um, maybe you stop at the park and you slide down the slide. You know, maybe you go on that swing or maybe you jump on that trampoline. I, I spent probably a half an hour last week just watching old videos of my children jumping on a trampoline. If that doesn't trigger the joy within you, (laughs) I don't know what does. We have parks where I live, trampoline parks where you can go do that. And they're still open now during COVID. So there's, there's still many, many, many things we can do. And now is probably a more important time than ever to bring that joy filled child out. Because so many people are being suppressed, having to wear masks, turning in, separating, fear, being scared. When you're in fear and scared, that is your root chakra literally being pulled out from under you. And when you're in that state of being, there is no joy. There is no creativity. And so the more people that can be in this state of the joy-filled aspect of their little child can offset on the planet many, many others who aren't in that place and may never get to that place again. And not only that, it is going to make you very happy. It'll make your ego very happy so that it'll trust you so you can expand more. So what are other ways you can make that little child within you happy? Um, Wearing colors. Are you a black and gray and brown person? I know when I go out to events sometimes, there could be a thousand people in the bleachers and they're all wearing black and gray and I might have the only pink coat on. 
you know, colors, colorful. Um, even many people I see are dyeing their hair colors. I mean, that's something you you totally associate with the young child. Uh, or at least I do anyways. Um, ice cream, right? Even though you're healthy and you're on the path of upliftment and raising frequency, doesn't mean you don't have you can't eat ice cream. I think I make some of the best ice cream now that I made that I've ever eaten back when I ate dairy ice cream. So I mix organic medjool dates, organic coconut milk, a little bit of vanilla and sea salt. I soak my dates first so they're soft. I put them in my Vitamix, spin it all up, and pour it into my ice cream maker. And it is brilliant ice cream. And whole dates won't raise blood sugar. So you can still have these things. You just sometimes have to get a little bit more creative. So you can do that. And the creative part is also that aspect of that inner child. Um, I'm going to take a peek here. Music. Music is incredibly important and singing, um, you know, even it has to be in your car. Go to karaoke. I just did that last week with some friends. Do you have any music, musical instruments in your house? So maybe you were in band back 20, 30 years ago. Go pull your instruments out. I just did that. I put new strings in my guitar and I took out my ukulele. And I keep my ukulele right next to my desk. So I will work for an hour and I will stop and I will play my ukulele for 10 minutes. I will work for an hour and I will stop and play my ukulele for another 10 minutes. And so I'm balancing that aspect of the part of me that needs to work and get things done. And the other part of me that says, hey, I want to play. What about me? There needs to be some fun in this life too. There needs to be a reason to wake up each day. There needs to be some inspiration, right? And so these are some little things that you can do to incorporate and make that inner child be happy. And so think about what they might be. Maybe it's a string of lights and it doesn't just have to be Christmas. You can have Christmas lights up all year round. I know that makes most children happy to see colored twinkling lights. And if it's hard for you, go sit around kids for a while so you can feel that energy. Or watch some children's movies. Do something that will trigger that inspiration in you and then take those steps to support that within you, right? You know, try let go of the to-do list more. Or try putting something fun on your to-do list and make sure you do it before you go to bed, right? Okay, so those are two of the things to free that inner child. Um, Heal it, bring it fun, and safety. Um, An inner child and an, an outer child and your inner child need to feel safe. And so find people that you feel really safe to be around where you can express who you really are around them. Super important. So surround yourself with people who know you, who you can talk about whatever your, your beliefs. If you're on the path of self-ascension, 
who are on a level of consciousness that understand you or accept you. If you're around those kind of people that make you feel safe, you will express the truth of who you are more and you will play more. Those are the people that you will go sing karaoke with when you normally wouldn't sing karaoke because you feel safe. You know, they're not going to judge you. You know, that they're going to support you and they'll probably play with you. So safety is a big one. So find those people. And the other aspect of the inner child and our, our outer children is they need to be noticed and they need attention. And that's why a lot of egos are going crazy on the planet because they're looking for attention, kind of like the bully in the schoolyard, right? The bully just wants attention. They got attention at home and it was the wrong kind. And now they're hurting, so they're out expressing as a bully. So I, I like to reflect back. I can remember when I was really, really young, and I used to watch, I think it was wrestling back then. I, and I used to imitate some of these wrestlers. And the parents would sit around and watch me. And I could feel the energy of their attention on me. And this charged me so that I would go longer and longer. And I remember my parents saying, oh, she's got a second wind. And I'd be up till, you know, maybe two in the morning. They would have friends over and I would be in the center and they're all watching me. Well, it was the energy I was receiving of the attention of all of them that lit me up. I was ignited, right? And so... This is how anything works, right? What you put your attention on grows. So sometimes we need to go inside and we have to acknowledge that our inner child is really like a separate aspect of ourselves. And we have to give an attention. We have to let it know that we're here. We're here and we're looking at it. So something you can do is you can just sit back in meditation. And you can shut your eyes and connect, connect with that inner child and ask to see an image and then trust the image that you're seeing. Is this inner child happy? Is this inner child sad? You know, what is he or she doing? And you may want to jot it down. What is he or she doing? And then you may want to start talking to it and having a conversation, you know, and asking it, you know, dear one, what what do you need? Is there something more that you need that I can offer to you? And, And you will know in that space, you will just know what you need more of. You know, is it more love? Do you need to do some more forgiveness? Do you need to just simply play? I know when I don't get enough dancing in, because that makes my inner child very happy, I get ornery. I'm just cranky. And it, and it doesn't take long for me to connect and go, dancing feeds my soul. I, I, I need to do this. And so you'll get to know yourself that well. Your inner child will communicate with you. But first of all, you have to know it's there and give it attention and acknowledge it, and love it, and talk to it, and it'll start 
to trust you because you are respecting respecting and honoring it, right? And so it's like a, a, an internal communication with yourself, but you are doing more than you can even imagine by taking the time to do this. So I think those, the, those are the four key things is to heal it, to give it fun, to make sure it's safe, and to, to really acknowledge it as an entity that's a part of you that needs some love and care. And if you really take time to do those things, you will find that you have an inner child and or an ego that will be very happy to expand along with you as opposed to self-sabotage or lie to you. And, and it still may do these things. It still still may. Um, you know, I, I was on my way to some expansion this past week and everything that could have been thrown in my path was, I still got there, but my ego was trying to stop me because I was getting ready to do a lot of internal healing and it didn't want to feel the sadness, you know, and it didn't want me to expand even further. So ha- have mercy on the people out there and, and what everyone is going through, because we're all going through a lot right now. And, um, and you know, hopefully some of these tips will help you with that. The ego is always a challenge. Um, it's expressing really, really loud in the outer world. We've got all this stuff going on in the world with children being taken, children being, you know, abused for their purity, right? And and so it might seem like, you know, let's send the police after them, let's take action this way. Well, that's that's trying to change things at the same level of consciousness that they were created, right? So the way to heal that is to heal your inner child. And if enough of us can bring back that joy-filled present child that's intuitive, that's not so connected to the left brain anymore, that's, that's spontaneous, that's fun, that's flowing, that's receiving, right? That's remembering. If enough people do that, then we automatically free the outer children, many of them. So hopefully this, this, this program helped you with that and gave you some tips. I have just a few minutes left. Um, I have one practice that I would like to share. Um, I'm in a program right now. It's called the, the Galactic Encyclopedia Revealed. And this message was ensouled through one of my spiritual teachers. And I wanted to share it with everyone who's listening because not only is it a good practice for the inner child, but it's a really good practice for Gaia. And our planet right now is healing like we are healing. And she really needs our support. And this this practice really spoke to me. And because it came up this week and my show is this week, I felt like the energies go together. So I'm going to read read this to you. This was in Seoul. So um, it's kind of like it channeled, but it's more pure because the ego is, is gone from it. So it's a pure stream of information. And so I'm going to read this to you. The planet loves you so much. 
The planet abundantly loves and supports you. This planet needs your love more than she has ever needed it. So get yourself a really uh, a pot and place some soil into this little pot. Call forward the seeds of whatever you wish to germinate and gently place those seeds onto your tongue. Invite yourself as you place the seeds on your tongue to hold them for a moment and infuse them with the divine love that you wish to give back to the planet. So you're getting a pot with soil and you're picking out any seeds you want and you're putting them under your tongue and you're sending whatever wishes and love you want to send to the planet into those seeds. This has nothing to do with that which you are germinating or whether or not the planet comes forward. It is simply saying, my blood to your blood. Your saliva carries many, many energies and recognitions. As you place the seeds into the little pot of dirt, and each day as you water them, water them for the planet. Do not do this for yourself. Do it for the world, for your beloved Gaia. And so, you know, as as we're doing things to bring out that inner child, why not go get a really fun little pot? And hey, you can get a terracotta one and you can get some great paint and you can have fun and paint that pot any way you want. Um, I did this once and it was a lot of fun. You could put sacred symbols on it, whatever you like, right? And pick out the most beautiful whatever seed, put your wishes for the planet, plant it, and put the pot somewhere where you see it every day. And just that alone will bring a a certain amount of satisfaction, right? Because it's an act of giving, it's an act of loving, it's an act of sharing. And I think it's something that your inner child would enjoy. I'm so glad you're all here. I'm glad you're listening. I'm glad I could be with you today. And if you feel called, I do work with people. I do um, quantum clairvoyant readings. I do cards of clarity readings, master soul code readings, um, prescribe Rudrashka jewelry. I have some on right now. I do medical intuitive readings and distant balances and healings. So you can find me at jerryhab.wixsite, Joyful Living. I would love to be in contact with you. And until next week, I hope you have a fabulous week. Go out there and play. Namaste. Thank you for listening in to Light Laughter and Lattes. It has been my honor and pleasure please visit jerryhab.wix.com and check out my services and my packages. I work with people in person and from a distance, and I also give free 15-minute consultations. And so until next week, may your week be filled with light, laughter, and a whole lot of love.